Hi, this is Anita Hummel, the Global Trade Gal. I have spent over 30 years living and working in Asia as part of the global supply chain. I've learned a lot of things through some very hard lessons. So if you're looking for insider tips, experiences, and other information, then you're in the right place. Episode one, negotiations in Asia. One of the most exhausting things about doing import and export, especially in Asia, can sometimes be the negotiations. As many of you know, I have been living and working in Asia for over 30 years. And as part of this, I have spent a lot of time in negotiations with factories and other suppliers. I have found this to be one of the most exhausting things in doing business over here. I remember once many years ago when I was with my manager and we were in a factory in China. And this is how our negotiations went. We sat down, the factory brought out some tea. The factory owner starts with the cigarettes. And there's no such thing over here in Asia as about the fact that people don't like secondhand smoke, you just sort of get used to it. They start smoking tons of cigarettes. And then we start talking about really nothing that had to do at all with the negotiation. We just kind of went around and around and around. Then the next thing, the complaining starts about you did this or you did that or you did this or you did that. So then they're setting it all up here for us to be able to try to get us to agree to the terms or the things that they wanted. I am not kidding you when I tell you that this type of negotiation went on for at least a couple hours. And as most of it was in Chinese, I just kind of sadly, politely sat there and just smiled and sort of listened and just smiled and listened. And finally, the core of the negotiation, what we all came for, came down to the very last 10 minutes for us to agree. So I always say that negotiations here in Asia are many times what I call survival of the fittest. That this is because a lot of times it's really just an endurance test. And this can be hard for a lot of people, especially, you know, me being American, where I want everything to be done quickly and everything to be done very fast. And I don't want to have to sit around and wait for us to go through hours and hours of these negotiations for us to finally get to the point of it. I want to walk right in, get to the point of it, because after all, you know, time is money. And, and then, you know, get to it and get on with our lives. But in Asia... This is very opposite. First, you know, you got to talk about family, friends, you know, blah, 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 blah. Then, you know, then they might start like, well, you did this once or you did that once or you did this or you did that. And, you know, it just keeps going on. So I find the first thing that you need to do is you need to really be able to spend, be willing to spend the time because the danger is that if you suddenly give up too quick and you just say, I'm done, like, I'm out of here, you know, I'll give you whatever you want, I can't take it anymore, you're going to lose because they're going to get exactly what they want. So if you really want to be able to get something, then you're going to have to wait it out and just play the negotiation game. The other one which Asians are really great with is what I call the 50-50 split negotiator. It becomes like, even if you're on the streets here and you're looking to buy something out on the streets and somebody will tell you like, like, for example, if you're in China, this is a hundred renminbi. And then you'll say, oh, 
that's too expensive. If, if you understand how to play negotiating game, that's what you say. It's like, oh, that's too expensive. I, I could never afford that. I'll give you 50. And then you go back and forth, back and forth. And then finally you come to a price about, you know, 70 or so. And then she says, well, let's put the difference. And you end up paying 75. That's quite a famous way to negotiate here. So if you're going to go in and if you understand that's the way it's going to be, you better highball for what you want or lowball in order to get what exactly you want and know where you need to be for your negotiation. Don't go in and expect that you're going to give the price and, and this is going to be it. I have seen many foreigners here make some mistakes where they go into a factory and they're just like, this is it. This is the final price. This is what I'm going to give you. And that always makes a factory lose, lose face and it makes them angry. And you don't ever want to have your Asian supplier lose face because that is not going to help you and it is certainly not going to help your relationship with them. The other thing is that I've seen here is the we're friends type of negotiation like, hey, you know what, you're my friend and because you're my friend, you should give me this or you should do this for me. This is also another one I've had used on me many times and the truth is that you know, most of the suppliers are really not my friends, but they will sort of play the friend card or, you know, because you're my friend, you need to help me with this. And because we're friends, that's what friends do. And the funny part about this is if you try to use that back, you probably won't get anywhere. But I have seen it used on me many times here in Asia. So if that's being played, then you might just want to understand that that card is going to be played and then decide exactly how you're going to negotiate with it. The other one that I've seen here is kind of where they pay the pity card. You know, oh, you know, please help me. I have no money. I, I have no money. So you need, to, you, you need to help me because I have absolutely no money at all. And you know they're lying completely through their teeth. And they know they're lying through their teeth. And they know that it is 100% not true. But it is also another game that they play. And I've seen a lot of foreigners fall for this. Especially if you look again, if you've been on the streets here in Asia with some of the beggars, many of them are very, very good about this. I remember years ago, I was in China and I was at a train station and a little boy comes up and he starts telling me about how, oh, I have no money. Can you give me some money? Can you buy a map? Can you please help me? And I fell right for it and I bought the map. And then I saw him about like 20 minutes later and I said, would you like something to eat? And he said, oh, no, my father and I eat at the best restaurants in town. Hence, they didn't need the money. They were professional beggars. We're making a lot of money. So just be aware of this sort of like this help me, poor me, um, you know, and, and, and really understand that, again, usually this is a game. They don't need the help and it's not poor them, but it's a technique they're using to try to get you to do something for them. The other one that I've seen a lot is kind of what I call the tit for tat, which basically is that if anyone has been watching the U.S.-China trade negotiations, you can see very much this tit for tat, which has gone on, where it's like, oh, you do this, then I'll do that. Or if you don't do this, I won't do this. And so this is basically, is basically a type of negotiation which is based upon equality is that the other party is only willing to give or to take away as much as you are willing to. So depending on how much people are willing to give or not give, both parties could be losers or both parties could be winners. But usually in this, they're 
um, I've seen that both parties can usually be losers in this, and, and there's really not so much of a winner, unless you go already prepared and you know that the tit for tat is going to be played. So you already have this already prepared and you already know what you're going to do. If you understand what is going on when you're negotiating, then it can really help you to be able to win through negotiations in Asia. But if you don't, you can really be a loser because of all of these different types of techniques which are being used on you, which you may not understand. You know, one of the things uh, you need to remember is that it's people in the West, they put their trust in institutions. We put our trust in the government. We put our trust in banks. We put our trust in other things like that. We generally don't trust people as much. Whereas people in the East, they put their trust in individuals. So one of the most important things you can do with any type of negotiation in Asia is to leave on a good note and not a bad note, because that could turn around and that can really backfire for you in the long run. And it will hurt you in the sense that the party that you're negotiating with may give you what you want right now, but they probably won't give you what you want in the future. This podcast is sponsored by Mindoro. We create, develop, and manufacture home decor and home furnishing products in Asia with a social conscience. We'd love to have you check out our blog at Mindoro.com and sign up for our newsletter. We'll put a link below in our description so you can easily go there. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please give us a thumbs up and leave us a review. This really helps. Thank you again for listening.